It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Yeah, well, listen, Rich, we are in the news and information uh, business, you know, so we watch and try and keep up on everything. But right now, moving into the con- into the election coming up now in November, why it's getting very chaotic, it has been right along, but now it's really getting crazy, isn't it? Well, my goodness, with the uh, conventions taking place now, the Democrat convention, the Republican convention, yeah. uh, we're going to be hearing all kinds of messages, uh, but the important thing is to keep focused on the Word of God. Yeah, well, that's right. Um, all right, now listen, folks, I want to start this program out with something by John Wayne, because this is what we need to be reminded of. Each and every one of us that are American citizens, I want you to hear what John Wayne had to say. Here it is. You ask me why I love her? Don't give me time. I'll explain. You seen a Kansas sunset or an Arizona rain? Have you drifted on a bayou down Louisiana way? Have you watched the cold fog drifting over San Francisco Bay? Have you heard a Bob White calling in the Carolina Pines? Or heard the bellow of a diesel at the Appalachia Mines? Does the call of the Niagara thrill you when you hear her waters roar? You look with awe and wonder at her Massachusetts shore where men who braved a hard new world first stepped on Plymouth Rock. Do you think of them when you stroll along a New York City dock? Have you seen a snowflake drifting in the Rockies way up high? Have you seen the sun come blazing down from the Right, Nevada sky. You hail to the Columbia as you rush into the sea, or how you're headed Gettysburg, our struggle to be free. Have you seen the mighty Tetons? You watched an eagle soar. Have you seen the Mississippi roll along Missouri's shore? Have you felt a chill at Michigan when on a winter's day her waters rage along the shore in thunderous display? Does the word aloha make you warm? Do you stare in disbelief when you see the surf come roaring in at Waimea Reef? From Alaska's cold to the Everglades, from the Rio Grande to Maine, my heart cries out, my pulse runs fast, the might of her domain. You ask me why I love her? I have a million reasons why. My beautiful America, beneath God's Wide, wide sky. You see, Rich, 
the reason for the words to that song are found in the Constitution of the United States. That's the document, folks. You don't make it up as you go along, which we have tended to do now for a number of years. The Constitution of the United States can be amended, but if it's not amended, that is the rule book, isn't it? And we we don't take that seriously. Uh, young people are not taught that in the schools, and uh, and this is what a lot of the battle is about. Is uh, you hear Joe Biden, and then you hear some of the others, and they say, "Well, this is the way it's going to be." This is the way nobody is saying this is the way the Constitution puts it together, and this is where our struggle is, isn't it? That's right. And then, of course, as a Christian, we have the Bible. Those two in America, the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, I tell you what, if God said it, then you accept it and believe it, and it's found in the Bible, and then the Constitution. Now, uh, years ago, I was going to a meeting in a distant city from where our headquarters are, and it was going to be uh, held in a courthouse, and so I got there a little early, and they said, well, there's... They, they, before the meeting starts here, where they're having a U.S. citizenship meeting, these are immigrants who are who are going to be United States citizens, and the judge is going to swear them in. And I'd never seen that before. I mean, I was born here. You know, a lot of us were, but I never seen it before. I never witnessed it. Now, this is a number of years ago, but I want everybody to listen what the judge said when he swore these people in to be United States citizens, they were from all sorts of different countries. They were of different colors, uh, but they were going to be United States citizens after this um, took place. Listen to this. I hereby declare on oath that I absolutely and entirely renounce and abjure all allegiance and fidelity to any foreign prince, potentate, state or sovereignty, of whom or which I have heretofore been a subject or citizen, that I will support and defend the Constitution and laws of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I will bear arms on behalf of the United States. When required by the law, that I will perform non-combatant service in the armed forces of the United States when required by the law, that I will perform work of national importance under civilian direction when required by the law, and that I take this obligation freely 
without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. So help me God. I welcome you all to the fabric of American society as American citizens. You may wave that flag. It is good. Didn't that, just, didn't that just give you goosebumps almost? I, I love that at the end where he says, you may wave that flag, it is yours. Exactly, you may wave that flag because it is yours now. And then you hear about trampling on the flag, burning the flag, uh, on and on and Desecrating on. Desecrating the flag, you know it's disgusting. That is misusing freedom because people come to America for freedom, individual freedom, with individual responsibility. And then when you see what's going on today, uh, you see how far off course that we've gotten. I have not heard one word from any of the Democrat candidates or speeches to condemn what's been going on now. Is that silent assent? Are they kind of agreeing with that and allowing it to happen? Well, I tell you what, folks, I don't know where your children go to school. But Dennis Prager, he's going to tell us in just a minute about a high school principal that's going to set it straight so when the kids get to school. Now, if we would have high school principals and a school system like this for the last, oh, I don't know, 10 or 15 or 20 years, which we have not, but uh, things would be a lot better today, I'm sure. Here's Dennis Prager. If every high school principal gave the following speech, America would be a much better place. To the students and faculty of our high school, I am your new principal and honored to be so. There is no greater calling than to teach young people. I would like to apprise you of some important changes coming to our school. First, this school will no longer honor race or ethnicity. I could not care less if you are black, brown, red, yellow, or white. I could not care less if your origins are African, European, Latin American, or Asian, or if your ancestors arrived here on the Mayflower or on slave ships. The only identity this school will recognize is your individual identity, your character, your scholarship, your humanity. And the only national identity this school will recognize is American. This is an American public school and American public schools were created to make better Americans. If you wish to affirm here an ethnic or racial identity or a national identity other than American, you will have to attend another school. This includes after-school clubs. I will not authorize clubs that divide students based on identities such as race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, or whatever else may become in vogue in our society. Those clubs cultivate narcissism, an unhealthy preoccupation with the self, while the purpose of education is to get you to think beyond yourself. The school's clubs will be based on interests and passions, clubs that transport you to the wonders and glories of art, music, astronomy, languages you do not already speak, and more. If the only extracurricular activities you can imagine being interested in are those based on ethnicity, race, or sexual identity, that means that little outside of yourself really interests you. 
Second, I do not care whether English is your native language. My only interest in terms of language is that you leave this school speaking and writing English as fluently as possible. The English language has united America's citizens for over 200 years, and it will unite us at this school. Furthermore, I would be remiss in my duty to ensure that you will be prepared to successfully compete in the job market if you leave this school without excellent English language skills. We will learn other languages here. It's deplorable that most Americans only speak English. But if you want classes taught in your native language rather than in English, this is not the right school for you. Third, because I regard learning as a sacred endeavor, everything in this school will reflect learning's elevated status. This means, among other things, that you and your teachers will dress accordingly. There will be a dress code at this school. And you will address all teachers by their title, not by their first name. They are your teachers, not your pals. Fourth, no obscene language will be tolerated anywhere on this school's property. By obscene language, I mean the words banned on radio and television, plus epithets such as the B word, even when addressed by one girl to another, or the N word, even when used by one black student to another. It is my intent that by the time you leave this school, you will be among the few your age to distinguish between the elevated and the degraded, the holy and the obscene. Fifth, we will end all self-esteem programs. In this school, self-esteem will be attained in only one way. The only way self-esteem can be attained, by earning it. One immediate consequence is that graduating classes will have one valedictorian, not eight. Sixth and last, I am reorienting the school toward academics and away from politics and propaganda. No more time will be devoted to racism, sexism, Islamophobia, homophobia, global warming, tobacco, or gender identity. No more classes will be devoted to condom wearing and teaching you to regard sexual relations as no more than a health issue. And there will be no more attempts to convince you that you are a victim because you are not white or male or heterosexual or Christian. This school will have failed if any of you graduate without considering him or herself inordinately lucky. Lucky to be alive and lucky to be an American. Now please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of our country. As many of you do not know the words, your teachers will hand them out to you. I'm Dennis Prager. Rich, um, isn't that amazing? I uh, mean, sounds like I a mean, good school. I mean, my word, you better believe it sounds like a good school. And I mean, uh, young people that would be going to that kind of a school from the first grade onward would be citizens, would having no problem getting a job, having no problem thinking that I'm going to grow up and assume my role in American society and be a producer and have a family and all of the other things. But the big component is freedom, freedom. And then at the churches, if the churches would address the biblical issues that the Word speaks about, how to live, wouldn't this be, 
wouldn't this be a wonderful year, 2020, when then we would be electing a president of the United States of America? Um, so anyway, these are the things that are on my, these are things that are on my heart. Now Charlie Rich uh, recorded something that kind of encapsulates this, folks. I want you to hear it to see what he said about being an American. You know, in the bayous of Louisiana, cowboy pay, that's what the Cajuns say. And in New York's little Italy, Cabela Terra, that's how they say it, they And in the beer halls of Milwaukee, you'll hear the words, Vishendoslan. And it's Kalindo Pais. That's what you'll hear them say along the border down by the Rio Grande. You know, there's a lot of ways to say it, and it's a privilege to play it. Because a lot of good people earned it. And this is how I learned it. Oh, beautiful, for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. Just I was thinking during this broadcast, first was the church. Well, number one, we've talked about this before. First was the family, and then the church. I'm talking about God's plan, and then civil government to keep order, to help people organize, and that sort of a thing. But I'm thinking of the old days in America, when the settlers were kind of getting a township going, kind of deciding now, this is going to be my piece of land, and now what comes next? And they started a church, and next was a school, almost simultaneously. Folks, just think about this. The church, and then the school, and many times, it was the pastor of the church who was the first teacher in the school, because he wanted the children all to be able to read, all to be able to understand mathematics, all to be able to understand history and how important it is to grow up and become a young adult and then a full-size adult and then take their place in adult society. 
Isn't that the way it went? And learning to read, they would learn to read the Bible. Yeah. Uh, you know, when everything is being burned down now and, and firebombed, and my word, look at what's happening in Minneapolis and then Seattle and then Portland, Portland. Oregon, all of the other Chicago, for heaven's sake. Come on, folks. Is that the way we're supposed to be living? Under whose authority? What kind of a mayor? What kind of a city council? What kind of people have we elected to be public servants? And their reaction is to defund the police. Yeah. All right. Now, this is what, in in the day both of these men have died, uh, you know, they both started, I believe, and they were 27 years old. And they became friends. A lot of people don't know that. But here is Martin Luther King, and he was being asked to pray by Billy Graham at a large uh, citywide crusade rally. I think it was in New York, by the way, by Billy Graham asking Dr. Martin Luther King to pray. I want the people to hear it. Tonight, we're delighted to have from Montgomery, Alabama, Dr. Martin Luther King, the minister of the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church. Heavenly Father, out of whose mind this great cosmic universe has been created, we come recognizing our dependence on thee. We stand amid the forces of truth and yet we deliberately lie. We stand amid the compelling urgency of the Lord of love as exemplified in the life of Jesus Christ. And yet we live our lives so often in the dungeons of hate. For all of these sins, oh God forgive. We thank thee this evening for the marvelous things which have been done in this city through the dynamic preaching of this great evangelist. We ask thee, O God, to continue blessing him, give him continued power and authority. As we listen to him tonight, grant that our hearts and spirits will be open to the divine influence. All of these things we ask in the name of him who taught us to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yeah. Rich, wouldn't it be wonderful if people could hold hands in the various churches uh, and pray that? Our Father, which art in heaven. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Mm, Yes, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When will the churches, when will the pastors start reaching out to each other and saying, this is the church, let's work together in our cities, in the various parts of the cities. I'll tell you this, if I have one problem with my finger or any other part of my body, my whole body hurts. There's no way that I can have something wrong with my foot or my leg or anything else until and that's where my mind is spent then thinking about that i can't get over that until that's cured and that's the way i think about the body of christ in a given city if there's any part of a city that's hurting and needs the gospel as well as a good education for the children how on earth could everybody not not care about that So uh, we're kind of getting in the tall weeds here. Well, yeah, Dad, and remember, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., was a champion of peaceful 
protest, peaceful. Well, and and he uh, rejected those that would uh, advocate for violence and mayhem and looting and things like that. And remember, too, that his goal was that they would be, everyone would be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their yeah. skin. Well, then we're back to schools and things again, too, aren't we? That's right. I'll tell you what. Uh, Mr. Producer, do we have some listener comments that we can share with our audience? Hello, my name is Debbie. The best thing about Bot Radio is the obvious love for Jesus and the desire to glorify God and to minister to those believers and also those who don't know our Savior so they can hear and experience the wonder of His love. But I would mention a special attachment to Through the Bible, Truth for Life, and The Complete Story. Thank you, Bot family. <laughs> well, I'm glad she included the complete hey, Reggie, story. Uh, let's let our, our listeners in on a little secret. Now, you and I are both together at a remote uh, studio of Bot Radio Network, um, hundreds of miles away from our headquarters. So we're in this remote studio, and Mr. Producer in the headquarters, why well, he is, he's uh, gone through some of the listener comments. And how about hearing another one? Hi, my name's Tony. I listen virtually every morning coming to work. I have about a 45-minute drive traveling from South Sullivan County into Vigo County. And it's just quite literally a perfect start to my day. I enjoy the sermons. It's just really phenomenal to me to have that available. And I'm grateful, super grateful. Yeah. Tony, uh I'm not sure where you live, but do you recognize that? Indiana. Oh, that's in Indiana. Well, good. Nice to have you listen for sure. Uh, Tell you what now, give us one more, Mr. Producer. My name is Jody, and I'm from Wichita, Kansas. I've never called in before, but I wanted to let you know how much I do appreciate all your broadcasts. I mean, there's too many to list, really. I've got um, several favorites that I do listen to, though, like Erwin Lutzer, John MacArthur, Alistair Begg, Charles Stanley. Just want to say thank you for being available and for your good work for the cause of the gospel. Well, dear lady, you have no idea how much we want to say thank you to you. What's the listener comment Thank you, Jody. Yes, our listener comment line number, and we'd love to hear from you, is 1-800-345-2621. 800-345-2621. And I love it when people tell us what their programs that they listen to that help them help them through this time, especially of confusion and everything else, that lets us know whether we are serving the people, serving God, serving God by serving his people. This is Dick Bott with his chapter, The Complete Story, with my son as a public service. I'll see you later. 